بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد الحمد لله الحمد لله وحده والصلاة والسلام على من لا نبي بعده أما بعد We live in a society that talks about rights all the time. Everybody's worried about their rights. The husband, the wife, the child, the parent, the employer, the employee, men, women. Everybody's always talking about rights. The Prophet ﷺ addressed the Sahaba and then the Ummah in a very different way. So those of you who might have studied rights and the legal philosophy or in terms of political science, rights, etc., that's one discussion. We as Muslims find guidance and inspiration from the Prophet Muhammad Our guidance and our inspiration comes from the best human being Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created and the most intelligent human being. We must appreciate this reality first, even before we start to engage in these types of conversations and discussions and the norms of this community and this society, that from whom do we Seek guidance. Who is our role model? Our role model not just in terms of how to perform salat, give zakat, observe fasting in Ramadan, how to do the hajj. Rasul sallallahu guidance is not only in ibadat, ritual worship, it's also in ethics, moral behavior, and it's also in societal reform and societal refinement. And it's also in values. And it's also intellectual. So the Muslim who truly believes Muhammad Rasulullah will believe he is Rasul comprehensively, holistically, totally that if I have any question about any issue in this world then my guide is Rasulullah my guide is not the Magna Carta my guide is not the post enlightenment thinking and philosophy of human rights and political correctness my guide as a Muslim 
So the word Muslim requires that you submit. That's what the word means. You submit your intellect in front of the Rasul. Sallallahu That's how we see Rasulullah. And it is on this platform that we engage with other people in discussing these issues such as human rights. So you have a tradition of human rights in the West, Europe, America, post-colonial understandings of human rights, etc. But that doesn't do justice to our understanding of what the Rasul said about this issue. That's not where we gain our knowledge from. Things may overlap, ideas may overlap, but our position is based on believing that Muhammad is Allah's Rasul. He came to guide us in everything. It's comprehensive. Now, what did the Prophet ﷺ encourage us to do? How did he want us to think about this issue of rights? So we have a very famous hadith. Most of you have heard it. Some of you may even know it in Arabic. The Prophet ﷺ said, Kullukum ra'in. All of you are shepherds. All of you have a task. All of you have a duty. So in a discussion of rights, the discussion of duties come with it. It's part and parcel of the same thing. The same value. If it's my right that my children respect me, then it's my duty to ensure that the climate and the environment is conducive for them to respect me. Rights and duties go together. The Rasul addressed this issue not partially as we are accustomed to discussing nowadays. We only talk about rights. This is my right. Everybody wants to take. Nobody wants to give. So the Prophet ﷺ said from the outset that you must be in the mode and mood of giving. What is your duty? So he said, All of you are shepherds. To the extent that he said, even a slave is responsible. Everyone is responsible for whatever he is entrusted to. So the slave has a duty. Or even the slave has a duty. So if I have a right as a wife, then what's my duty? If I have a right as a husband, then what's my duty? If I have a right as an employer, then what's my duty? 
If I have a right as an employee, what's my duty? Teacher, student, parent, child, relative, in-laws. So the discussion is partialized and it is incomplete if you don't include duties in the discussion of rights. And that is where unfortunately sometimes the Ummah fails. We fail in our communities. Everybody assumes that it is their right to do whatever they want to. Okay, then what is your responsibility? So the Prophet ﷺ phrased this understanding, this value of rights primarily under the subject of responsibility. First of all, I'm responsible as a child, as a parent, as a spouse, I'm responsible. And you will be questioned about your responsibility. You won't be questioned about other people's responsibility as to what they did and they did not do. Because all the prophets made this statement to all their people. That we will not be questioned about your crimes. If you feel that what I'm saying is a crime in society, then the crime is on me. I won't be asked about what you did. I will be questioned about what I do. So the first and foremost responsibility of a Muslim is to appreciate that even before we start talking about rights, let's understand and appreciate our duties. I'm a servant of Allah, what's my duty? That is how you now you engage. This is the beginning. This is not the end. This is the beginning of the discussion. So now if everybody in the household is fulfilling their duties, then there would be no reason why you would need to talk about rights because everybody is fulfilling their duties. You see the genius of the Prophet You have to put what before what? Is it the cart before the horse or the horse before the cart? That's how you frame the discussion. This is the genius of a prophet. That if I go out into the community and start saying to everybody, you all have rights. Then when you say that, then you don't think about your duties. You won't think about giving. You'll always be thinking about taking. I need to take, take, take. Because I'm the boss. The man says he's the boss. The woman says he's the boss. The parent says he's the boss. And the child says he's the boss. Etc, etc. Until you relinquish all your duties and you don't have anyone doing anything for anyone. Not even their most simple obligations. When you take 
a survey of how Muslim families are run today against the backdrop of the selfie and the backdrop of the Me Too movement and the backdrop of everybody has rights no one's fulfilling their obligations no one and unfortunately we are part of that culture we have assimilated and we have integrated but if you change your direction and you believe Muhammad is your guide and your leader and you read this hadith in the nur of the sunnah because the hadith is nur hadith gives you light light shows you what is in the room if you turn off the lights in the dark room you can't see what's the chair and what's the table what's the door you'll bump into everything and you'll fall down and you get hurt so the hadith gives you nur nur allows you to see properly what is there this hadith allows us to frame the discussion of rights under the rubric of duties obligations that I want to be the one to give that comes out of pure generosity so now the man when he's earning for the woman he can't stand there over the woman and say I earn for you therefore you must love me that ain't gonna work in a million years it's not gonna work you do it because you are noble and you are generous and because you want to so when the Sahaba there they have these slaves the slavery discussion aside they wanted to please their masters and they wanted to support the household and they wanted to make sure everything in the house was harmonious it's much better to live in peace, security and kindness generosity, altruism than it is to live in a demanding atmosphere everybody's demanding give me my right that's not leadership so the Prophet ﷺ, as he is the most genius of all human beings framed the discussion for us right from day one that before you talk about rights talk about your duties talk about your obligation because Allah will ask me about my obligation so if I didn't fulfill my obligation to my parents to my spouse to my children to my employer to my community to the Rasul to Allah then I'll be at fault I'll be responsible I'm held accountable so this issue of the Akhirah where the Prophet always engaged and coupled all these moral, ethical, legal values with the, the reality of the Akhirah that there is accountability you want rights? you have accountability 
Make sure you understand that we as Muslims do not succumb to the peer pressure of culture and environment and political correctness to distort the teachings of the Prophet Muhammad because he comes from a very different platform. He comes with nur, he provides us with nur, he provides us with guidance and leadership. And when Muslims understand every hadith in the light of the nur of the sunnah, they'll be in bliss. Can you imagine a household where the husband fulfills his responsibilities and the wife fulfills her responsibilities and the children fulfill their responsibilities and the neighbors fulfill their responsibilities what kind of community we will be living in for some of you it may be an ideal that is beyond reach we say that is nonsense we had a community who fulfilled their obligations and responsibilities and it lasted, lasted us for a millennium. A thousand years. And we were on top of the world because we were concerned about our responsibilities. We weren't in the market to talk about our rights. And in that sense, the Prophet ﷺ acknowledged that even Allah has a right. Allah has rights too. You talk about your rights? The Prophet spoke about Allah's rights. So that's what the Prophet does. The Prophet shows human beings that if you're going to engage in rights, then include the discussion of God's rights. Allah has a right. He has a right to be worshipped and obeyed. Are you fulfilling that responsibility? And He takes care of you. He is fulfilling His so-called obligation or duty to take care of his creation. He does that 24-7, whether you exist or not. Are you fulfilling your obligation towards him? The Prophet ﷺ has a right, which is another huge discussion. So now, when we are talking about rights, especially in this country, in this civilization, where nobody, no one, talks about responsibilities, then that is your leadership in this community. Talk about responsibilities and dilute the discussion on rights. I don't mean that we're promoting dhulm or injustice or violation of rights. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that we as individuals who will be held accountable on the day of judgment in front of Allah, we need to think about our hisab first. May Allah guide us all. I mean, I'm